Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about energetic protection. I was working with a new client this week, very sensitive and intuitive young woman who's really struggled with panic disorder for a long time. And we concluded that her panic attacks are actually a defensive structure to keep her safe because she's so sensitive to negative energy and she's super absorbent to other people's suffering. And for people that are energetically or emotionally sensitive, it can feel like being a cell phone that suddenly starts getting all these spam calls that they don't want. And there are a lot of people and energies out there that have very selfish motives feed on the vulnerabilities of others. You have to be very careful which link you click in your email or text spam these days. I know I got hacked on Instagram last year by some very savvy Turkish hackers. I know they were from Turkey because I get all these notifications that there's sign-in attempts from Turkey. <laughs> yep, I got this link that said, your Instagram account has been flagged for breaking community guidelines and maybe shut down. And I clicked the link like a dummy and they were able to get into my Instagram and change my password. And we had this battle back and forth of them changing my password and me rechanging it and them changing it and me rechanging it. And eventually they got me locked out. And then they sent me a message and said, if you pay us $500, we will give you your account back. And I messaged them back and said, get fucked. <laughs> So we do have to care for ourselves so that we don't get hacked or pick up a virus. And working with this young woman, the focus is to give her some really healthy, grounded, solid tools to be energetically and emotionally safe and to be able to close her semi-permeable membrane that we all have. We're all taking things in and letting them flow out all the time so that she's not just wide open to other people's shame or grief, rage, selfishness, or other dysfunctional, traumatic, or destructive motives. And we discovered that the panic attacks were actually like an emergency alarm system to get the hell out of there, which was what would happen. She would just like run out of whatever the circumstance was. It was the only defense that she had to protect herself from these non-physical energies and emotions that she was totally feeling in her body, but we don't have words for them. And the whole idea of energy or emotions actually having form is not a concept that we hold in our culture, although most of us experience it. And a lot of my work is actually validating and concretizing, making concrete these things we experience so that we can work with them directly in helpful and mature and constructive ways. And one of the first ways that we do that is to ground in higher consciousness to make high-level spiritual connections with aspects of consciousness that are grounded in love and pure intention, wisdom, and growth that have only our highest good in mind. And we all have access to that, but we all have access to lots of other things as well. The human system is open to the full range of emotional and energetic consciousness from shame to enlightenment. Talked about that in podcast 183. Perspective is everything looking at the map of consciousness that we all have access to. It's often much easier or we have more practice at tuning into the lower resonances of fear and anger, guilt, shame, or judgment in the work of self-development and personal growth. 
is to tune into the higher resonances of courage and willingness, peace, joy, love, and reason. And so what's happened with this client is that she's actually shut down a lot of her intuition because it felt too unsafe to be open. And without grounded and mature skills, it is unsafe to be open. It's like you don't send a little child out in the city streets alone with a $20 bill in their hand trying to find a store. I mean, you could and they might be okay. There are many lovely, generous, kind, and helpful people in the world, but we all know there's lots of the other kind too. Because our culture doesn't recognize the intuitive, the spiritual, the non-rational energies that we're all pervaded by all the time, most of us stay like little children with undeveloped or underdeveloped skills of how to navigate our own energetic, spiritual, or emotional sensitivity in any kind of a conscious or productive way. And so I asked this woman how she does connect spiritually, and she has a deceased godmother, Sarah, who she feels with her pretty regularly, and she talks to her. And many people have that experience with an ancestor or someone that really loved them, and the essence or spirit of that person is available to them as a resource. So that's awesome. And she really feels like the presence of Sarah is trustworthy and grounded and has her best interest in mind. But it's not enough. And I work with the dead a lot, and they can be excellent guides and teachers and be a wonderful grounding resource, but the dead are often limited by their own life experience. And I also find it much more beneficial to have kind of an internal spiritual team rather than just a singular source. Just like we need all the elements to be healthy, we need to breathe, we need to take in water, we take in earth substance through food, and excrete it back out into the system. We're always taking in and putting out back into the life flow because we are plugged into a system greater than ourselves, whether we are aware of that or not. And so just like a healthy diet, we're having variety of exercise with cardio and resistance training and stretching. Having complementary spiritual connections is really expansive, nourishing, and grounding on an energetic, emotional, or spiritual level. And you can see that in Hinduism with the pantheon of gods and goddesses, in Tibetan Buddhism with the many bodhisattvas and dakinis, and certainly in Christianity, we have God, Jesus, Mary, the apostles, and a huge inventory of saints and sages and biblical figures to gather from. And I know in my own spiritual practice, there was a point where I only had one advisor, and I became overly dependent upon them. And when that relationship ended, I was devastated. And it ended because there was imbalance from my overdependence on that singular perspective. And their blind spots actually created blind spots in myself. So in my own personal practice now, I work with a lifespan integration therapist. I have an intuitive coach. And I've been working with the sound healer as I explore healing some lifelong issues with my body, particularly in my legs. And I've been intermittently doing some energy work, which is something I'm just learning about. My focus has been primarily on psycho-spiritual emotional healing. And some of that's just my own path because I've had a pretty healthy body most of my life. And so we did some kind of primary inner journey work to start to add to this client's inner resources for grounding and safety and consciousness about what's actually happening. 
And the first journey that I do with most people is to connect with the spirit of nature, perhaps a primary element, and see if there's any other aspects of divinity or higher consciousness that want to present themselves right away. And it's different for each person. And if you want to do that work yourself, it's the inner journey that goes with the first chapter of my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing. And you can get the book on Amazon or Audible. And the journeys that go with each chapter of that book are available free in the inner journeys section on my website. Because connecting with the larger consciousness system is not rocket science. And we all have that capability to develop and grow and mature this very natural and healthy aspects of ourself. So we did this first inner journey. My client immediately connected with water. And the thing about inner work is that the most important thing is our felt experience. Doesn't matter what other people tell us about what to expect or what's good or not good for us. We can trust how it feels in our body. And connecting with this element, we all have primary elements that we connect with, although we're all connected with all the elements all the time, just like in breathing and eating and drinking, sunlight, water, fire, air, earth. She immediately felt this warmth, connection, safety, and an ability to relax and trust. Just making that kind of a connection is invaluable and healing for most of us. Or perhaps I should say for all of us. I happen to be a fire person working to expand my connection and capacity to work with other elements. Water's been really present for me. And I've always been kind of innately uncomfortable with water, an unnatural fear of drowning, although I've become quite a good swimmer. My ex-husband's family is all water people, so that was really helpful for me. But there's always room to grow. Anyway, I connected with the water, and the water brought her through this beautiful, vibrant forest to a waterfall, and behind the waterfall was a cave. And in the cave was this beautiful, white light being who was incredibly joyful and playful, and showed her a doorway into a different dimension, also filled with other playful, joyful light beings. And this white light being is filled with humor and fun, playfulness, and risk-taking. And when we brought these connections back and grounded them in ordinary reality, my client felt surrounded by the element of water and this sense of holding and safety. And the white light being and Sarah were on either side of her and creating this, what felt at first like a push-pull, like she needed to choose risk and going deep kind of diving in to the intuitive realms, or safety. And as we held that container, it became this really healthy, dynamic tension that's exactly what she needs, that this ancestral spiritual connection holds concern for her safety. And this new connection calls her to playfulness, release, and adventure. And there's a wisdom in holding both. If you get sucked too much into the place of safety, we can be grounded in fear. We can become stuck, stagnated, frozen, not participating, trusting the flow of life, lose connection with playfulness and creativity, joy and fun. But this client has also had her time diving too deep into partying and drugs and alcohol and knows the dangers of just being wide open and diving off the cliff without a parachute. And so developing this healthy balance, this breathing in and breathing out of risk and safety, of grounding and novelty, of trust and familiarity, but still growing and expanding, 
feels really exciting, engaged, and invigorating for her. She's highly intuitive and actually has access to all kinds of information about what's happening with people and in the external world, but hasn't had a healthy membrane or boundary around her so that she can observe it and have information and maybe even be helpful and not be harmed by letting those energies into her own system, which is what was creating the panic attacks. And we were talking about how some of the panic that she has experienced at different times is triggers of her own trauma and fear. And some of it comes out of nowhere and may not even be her own emotional experience. She's taking on or in the energy of others without even knowing it. And so the work is to construct this kind of healthy, semi-permeable membrane, just like a cell that can let things in and out consciously and at will, because if a cell doesn't have a cell wall, it's going to be invaded by viruses or bacteria, or all the good stuff inside of it's just going to leak out. And so this idea of healthy boundaries, I look at in a very practical, felt experience way, actually like a cell membrane. And when we bring consciousness and intention to it, we can generally get a sense of where our personal space boundary kind of is. For some people, it's close to their body. Some, it's 10 or 12 feet out from their body. The average is probably about where people's fingertips are. Now, often suggest people to just extend their arms out to the side or in front of them and see if they can sense or feel or imagine where their personal space boundary is. And then to intentionally kind of throw an energetic bubble around themselves, however they experience that. It might be clear, it might have a color, it might have a density or a texture or be like a membrane or not. And it's unique to each person. Notice what its shape is and if it can go 360 degrees around you and then kind of scan it for any holes or blind spots. When I first did this, I had a big open spot right in front of me and a bunch of openness in the back and kind of bring intention and awareness to any openings and kind of fill them in or close them up. And again, this is a semi-permeable membrane, which means we can let things in if we choose, we can let things out if we choose, but we are in conscious management of this energetic container. And people, emotions, energies don't get to come in without our permission. And it can be really empowering and even fun to just kind of stand up. I usually have people stand up to do this and just really feel what it feels like to have a semi-permeable, conscious, energetic membrane of protection or containment around you. And then to practice moving through the world in that way. And it can be quite informative to start to sense or imagine or feel the energetic boundaries of others. Ooh, there can be a lot of diversity there. (laughs) Lots of times we feel it anyway, but this is making it really conscious. And notice what happens to our membrane when those other people's energies come close to us. And when we're able to hold a healthy boundary, It allows us to stay grounded and present and conscious about what's happening with the other person, even from a compassionate way. But I'm sorry, you don't get to ooze your shit into my space (laughs) or try to suck off my energy into yours, which is a lot of times what's happening when we don't have conscious, healthy boundaries. Boundaries are not walls, although they can be, but that's not healthy 
having no boundaries or having rigid boundaries, again, we have this extreme, which is where we can get into trouble. A balanced, more complex middle way tends to be much more healthy, sustainable, and constructive actually for everybody involved. So I encourage you to experiment with that. If you've already done that work with me, I encourage you to revisit your personal space bubble or semi-permeable membrane. See if it needs a tune-up. It may even evolve or shift over time. Conscious intention is incredibly powerful, and when used wisely, is a guiding and creative device in our life. So I invite you to bring consciousness to creating healthy boundaries in yourself, and I also invite you to do spiritual psychology work through my book and audio series so that you can expand, develop, and mature your own skills and abilities to move through the world in a healthy, grounded, safe, and playful way. Thank you so much for listening. I'm doing a free live workshop on transforming trauma, Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Insight Timer and my YouTube and Facebook whatever your platform of choice, there's links to that in the show notes. And if you'd like to take a deeper dive into your own healing process, you can join the over 2,200 people that have done my healing trauma online course, 10 gentle but profound sessions to really connect, heal, and transform your unresolved emotional issues. It's really incredible work. I hope you'll check it out. And if you'd like to find out how a block of spiritual psychology work might benefit you in your life, shoot me an email, info at ReneeMcKenna.com. We can set up a free 30-minute discovery call or an introductory 40-minute session. Thanks as always to my generous supporters on Patreon and through this podcast. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.